This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. Thank you very much. Lots of interesting summer chat going on. So I just want to say again, good morning. You're so welcome here. And welcome back to our first Sunday service after our July break. I also feel like for the podcast, um, I just need to do a little heads up. I do have a baby strapped to my chest. So if you're listening back and hear snuffles or cries, it's not me. I do have a baby um, who is looking at me right now. So we are still down on numbers um, with many of our families, many of our students away, but we are so, so excited to be back together worshipping and pursuing God's voice and his vision for our church over the months ahead. For those who don't know us, um, we are Ali and V. We live in Balfron and we have two children who you've already kind of met. Uh, we've got Cooper who has just turned three and we've got Jessie who is four and a half months. This also isn't our day job. Um, Ali is a civil engineer and uh, I'm a geography teacher although um, I'm technically on maternity leave just now. We've been at Sterling Vineyard since September 2019 um, and we've been part of the wider vineyard family for over 10 years and over 20 years uh, respectively. Um, we're also aware that some people might be new and maybe have never stepped um, in foot in a vineyard church before. So hopefully we will help to unpack a little bit about who we are as a movement as we introduce our new series this morning. As most of you know, we've also taken on the leadership of this church in this season. Well, Hannah, our lovely pastor Hannah, is on maternity leave. Um, and in a way, that is quite daunting. <laughs> Although it still feels like a fairly new church plant, it is still a church that already has a purpose. It already has a vision. It has direction. And we're not about to go and change that direction, but what we are is being open to hearing from God and what he is highlighting to us. We want to help build on these foundations, to focus on what God is already doing and to be challenged and encouraged to press into what God has for us in the future. So it's my turn, my turn now. Uh, so before the summer, uh, we spent some time listening to God and um, to prophetic words that were given to us, a lot of them that were quite similar, which was really encouraging. Uh, we've prayed, we've talked uh, to some of you and to other leaders um, within the church and externally, and I've been asking, Lord, what do you want us to focus on? Uh, what do you want us to prioritize this season? So an area that we've been reminded um, of is that of the local church and the impact that I can have in advancing the kingdom by communicating uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in word and in practice. So kingdom impact is part of our vision. It's in our DNA it's one of the main emphasis of vineyard churches, and we want, uh, we want to see those far from Christ impacted uh, through the activity of the local church in such a way that they are led to Jesus. 
The vineyard's roots are steeped uh, in miraculous signs and wonders. And, and yes, perhaps uh, people may not believe solely uh, because of a healing, but it's through these signs that point uh, to Jesus that cause people to wonder. I love uh, a quote from John Wright that's going to come up on the screen. Uh, who, uh, John Wright is, the, uh, is one of our national directors for Vineyard Churches, UK and Ireland. And it says, Vineyard is a movement of ordinary people led by ordinary people achieving extraordinary things by God's grace. So Vineyard is a movement of ordinary people led by ordinary people achieving extraordinary things by God's grace. The more we step out in faith, the more uh, blessing, uh, sorry, the more we step out in faith, blessing our communities uh, for, for the kingdom and loving people, the more that we will see people encounter Jesus. So if what I'm saying sounds new or confusing, I would highly recommend um, a book uh, that is in the bag underneath the chair that I left at the front that I'm going to go and grab just now. You can hear the rustling. It's this book. Uh, this is Vineyard Values. And it says in my notes, hold up a copy. Uh, so um, if you would like to borrow this one, uh, you are more than welcome. If, um, if you don't have one, um, I would love to buy one for you. It's five pounds on Amazon. And um, yeah, this is just, just helps explain a little bit more about who the vineyard is and what we align ourselves with. So Debbie Wright, who's also National Director, shares these beautiful words, and these are going to come up on the screen. It's quite lengthy, um, but I just love uh, this, this statement. We are a growing movement of churches built on God's transforming word, who worship God with passion, intimacy, and expectation. We are God's children, empowered by his spirit, extending his kingdom together, everywhere in every way. We will serve people, especially the poor and vulnerable, and communicate the good news of Jesus with compassion and generosity. We will make disciples, develop leaders, plant churches, and contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. Amen, right? <laughs> so as I read this, I'm reminded of the book of James, which highlights this living faith which strives to make a difference. James encourages Christians to live out their faith, to be doers and not just hearers of God's word. So we're just going to link into our new series for the few short weeks, which is James. Um, and we're going to focus this morning on James chapter 1, which is called Doers, Not Just Hearers of God's Word. And I've been talking a bit about the vineyard and who we are. So we're just going to show you a little video clip just now um, by our founding father, uh, John Wimber. Um, and it's all about doing this stuff. As I read the New Testament, I fell in love with Jesus. Didn't you? I liked him. I liked what he was like. I liked the things he did. I liked the things he said. Didn't you like those things? I thought that stuff was hot. I liked it when he multiplied the bread. Did you like that one? Huh? How about it? Did you like that one? And the fishes, you know, the sardines. I always picture sardines. I like that stuff. I like all that stuff, you know? I liked it when he went by the fig tree and said, hmm. You know? <laughs> and it died. Can you picture him doing that? I like all that stuff. I like it. I remember last night, come forth. That's a biggie, you know? I mean, that's hot. There are not many guys doing that come forth thing, you know, telling anybody to come up from the dead. I like all that stuff. 
And when I became a Christian, I thought that's what I was going to do. I spent several weeks reading the New Testament and talking with these people, and I thought, this is great. You know, I'm going to join up. I want to do this stuff. And so I remember the frustration of attending church the first few times. You know what I thought they did at church? Now, this is how stupid I was. I thought you, that people gathered at the church, had a good time together, sort of divvied up the land, and everybody went out and healed a few, and cast out a few demons, and won a few people to Christ before lunch. And so the first few times I went to church, I went prepared with the idea that we're going to, you know, ha, I'm going to take Anaheim. I want to go to Anaheim, you know, the deepest, darkest pagan Anaheim over there by Disneyland. That's where I want to go because that's where I was raised. And when they didn't do it, I was disappointed. And I remember one day asking a guy about it. I said, well, when do we go out and do it? He said, what? I said, when do we go out and do it? He says, oh, you don't have to do it. You just have to believe it was done once. Now, that's pathetic, <laughs> isn't it? I found out over the next year or two that we cried about it, we sang about it, we preached about it, we prayed over it, we gave to it, but we never did it. <laughs> we never got to go do the things that Jesus did. And I grew disillusioned in the process. Now, you know, when I worked for the devil, he let me do his stuff. <laughs> Did he let you do his stuff? He let me do his stuff. But when I came to work for Jesus, they didn't want to let me do his stuff. And I, to tell you the truth, I joined up to do the stuff. Did you? You see, it's doing the stuff that's going to change the world. It's not knowing it was done once. It's not knowing that it's important. It's doing it that's going to change the world. Somewhere, someplace, somebody's got to start believing this book and acting on it. And I figure it might as well be us. We're qualified. We can read and write, most of us. And we understand that it can be done. So, over the next few weeks, we will study James's teaching about Christian living that reflects a genuine faith that transforms lives. We're going to be exploring and sharing practical ways that we can love, serve, and bless our communities. Um, so we're going to kickstart this series with a brief introduction to James and hopefully highlight and unpack a few key verses that we can be reflecting on um, over the week ahead. So the book of James is considered to be one of the earliest letters. Um, after Stephen was martyred, persecution increased and Christians in Jerusalem were scattered throughout the Roman world. They were in social and spiritual conflict with many believers living in a worldly manner. There were also thriving communities, but because these early believers did not have the support of established churches, James writes as a concerned leader to encourage them in their faith during those difficult times and to seek God's wisdom. He wants believers not only to hear the truth, but also to put it into action, encouraging them to endure and to live bold Christian lives. 
He contrasts empty faith, that is, claims without conduct, with faith that works, with commitment to love and to serve others as evidence of true faith. If you've got your Bibles or your Bible app handy, uh, we're just going to read from James chapter 1. So James chapter 1, we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Um, I think we've got it on the screen, do we, Matt? Sweet. Uh, so um, we're going to go from chapter, uh, verse 2. So verse 2, James chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers, the little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful action, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, and we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your soul. But don't, listen, uh, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully in the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So a key emphasis of this living faith is that it should make a difference. It's more than just a statement. 
it should result in action. Now, there's so much in what I've just read that we could spend weeks just unpacking that one chapter. Uh, but the, one of the main themes uh, in James is the primary concern for Christians, which remains as relevant as ever. As Christians, we cannot simply say we believe and behave as we wish. So we're just going to focus on the latter part of chapter one this morning um, with verses 18 to 27. Um, And depending on your translation, it might be titled something along the lines of hearing and doing. James states that God decided to give us life through the word of truth. He wanted us to be the most important uh, of all the things that he made. And it's clear that the word is central to the message of this passage. Let's consider first what it is to hear the word. Um, So I'm going to put my teacher cap on for a little second. As I mentioned before, I'm a geography teacher. uh, But I do like a little bit of audience participation. Um, So we're going to focus in on hearing the word. And in particular, uh, we're just going to look at verses 18, 21, 22, and 25. And starting off with verse 18, if you can spot it, what um, does this verse tell us about God's word? Any volunteers to shout out? True. Yep, it's true. So he's talking about the gospel, Jesus' life, death, burial, resurrection. It's through hearing and believing this truth, the truth of divine revelation that we are born again. So what about verse 21, now that you're all warmed up? Verse 21. What does that tell us about God's word? Yeah, it's got the power to save. God's word is the powerhouse and the platform for our salvation. James advises us to get rid of all that is wrong in our lives and to acknowledge and accept the salvation message that we've received because it alone can save us. What about verse 22? Be a doer, not just a listener. Yep. Do what it says. He says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. And of course, it is important to listen to God's word. But what he's implying is that if we're only hearing the word, for example, reading the Bible, listening to sermons, listening to podcasts, then are we really obeying it? Upon hearing God's word, we are to be transformed and spurred into action. If we say we believe, but we don't care for the physical needs of those around us, then we deceive ourselves and show our faith to be too empty. And finally, what about verse 25? What does that tell us about God's word? Yeah, freedom. It sets you free. So let's measure the effectiveness of our Bible studies by the effect that it has on our behavior and attitudes. Not adapting to the world's value systems like money, and power, pleasure, but genuinely caring for people. Giving with no thought of receiving, being more like Jesus. And we're going to explore more of the truth of the gospel uh, when we look at James chapter 2 next week. So what we would love uh, to focus on uh, this month is doing the word and seeking ways of putting our faith uh, to work. 
Our mission statement is on the banner at the front here. And uh, we want to be a group of people passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. Our vision is to bring hope through serving the people of our city and our communities. And we want to take God's presence with us as we go. So we are challenging ourselves, myself and Fiona, but we're also challenging you to consider what this could look like. How can we love and bless our communities this month and in the future? So this isn't just a reflective or a rhetorical question. Uh, on Sunday, uh, the 21st of August, we are going to be uh, hosting a Sterling Vineyard Community Sunday. So on that Sunday, we don't actually have access to the school here because there is a large uh, charity event taking place. And so we thought, why don't, use, why don't we use that opportunity uh, to gather in scattered groups around the city and bless our communities. So we'd love to have maybe four or five different groups getting together and doing something different. So, a little bit more of audience participation. What we're gonna do now is we're just gonna spend five or 10 minutes thinking of ways that we could serve our communities. So myself and Fiona have, uh, have already come up with a few ideas, uh, but we would just love to hear what's on your heart, what God is, is speaking uh, to you. And, and we'll, we'll gather them together and, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll choose kind of four or five to run with. So, if you, as you're sitting, if you want to maybe turn around in your rows or in the, the little groups that you're with, um, and I'm going to pass out some pens and paper, um, and why don't we just um, spend just a couple minutes in prayer in, in our little groups, praying, asking God to reveal to us, to put things on our hearts, to challenge us, uh, to maybe push us out of our comfort zones. And then if you come up with any, any uh, ideas, anything at all, put it down on the, pa- on the bit of paper and then we'll, fe- we'll feed back at the end um, and, we'll, and, then, um, and then next week, in next week's service, we'll, we'll let you know what it is that we're going to plan to do on our Sterling Vineyard Community Sunday on the 21st of August. So when, as you do that, we're just going to put on some music and um, yeah, why don't you just pray, pray together and, and, and see what you come up with. And I'll, um, I'll bring us back in, a, in about 10 minutes. Great. So how, how have we got on? How have we found that? Got some good, good ideas. We had some great ideas at the back with Katie and Matt. Um, so... How would you feel if I came around with a microphone and got you just to share some of your ideas? Would that be all right? Thumbs up, right? Let's do it. (laughs) Um, So we had the idea of like a free tea and coffee morning thing in town. So you could come in, have like a chat, get tea and coffee. We also thought we could have like a baking sale thing, face painting thing for kids, a bring and buy thing slash swap clothing donation thing, kids' activities and games, Street Kaylee, <laughs> which I've underlined. That one's underlined. <laughs> <laughs> and a fire pit with toasting marshmallows. Those sound amazing. That sounds great. Right, how about this group up here? Who's our spokesperson? Um, so a prayer walk and to pray with people. Um, and then similar to Amy, 
a coffee station in town or then building off that the idea of putting money behind the bar for like the coffee bar for to pay for the line of people waiting in a queue um yeah great i like that that sounds good what's that you've got a good one okay i'll come to you last <laughs> Um, so we thought maybe litter picking somewhere in the community. Um, we also wondered about maybe visiting one of the old folks' homes, going in there. Um, that could be either taking in some music to entertain them or just going in to keep them company and have a bit of a chat. Um, we also thought about maybe going to the skate park in Kings Park and kind of doing something there with the kids. We wondered about taking them snacks and we thought that might conflict with the pavilion a little bit and maybe it might, might not go down as well. But... Um, is there anything we can do to bless Stirling High School, especially if they've got an event on here this Sunday? Can we offer our services to help with that, to serve in some way, um, just to bless them? Um, and we also had a suggestion of street evangelism in some way, shape or form. Okay. All sounds great. I love it. Who's, how about this group? Who's going to... Megan. Um, we were kind of talking about, like, how do we like show people Jesus and be a visible presence in Sterling um, and something that I kind of took away from being away was that we need to both like provide for the physical and the spiritual needs of people um, so Sandy was having some thoughts as well of like going out on the streets in like little groups and just seeing asking God to show us um, who he wants us to bless and have conversations with maybe yeah, as also Elliot, it was communal ideas. Um, yeah, just like having, yeah, conversations with people or also like maybe God will want us to take them out for some lunch or a coffee or buy them something, but just being in tune of like where God is leading us to as we go on a prayer walk through Sterling. I did a course in this one time and they said how important prayer was. And they suggested that you get together with two or three people with the same passion as yourself. Because if you, they have the same passion as you, there'll be more power in it. Because if you want to work with kids, or if you want to work with adults, you want to work with the homeless, it's better if you have the same passion. And if two or three of you meet together, three was a good number, and pray about it um, and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? Where do you want us to go? What group or what people do you want us to meet up with and see where the Lord leads you? And then we go there and say, Lord, what do you want us to do after that? And be led by the Spirit and then go from there. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Matt is furiously copying all of your ideas. Dan, he's got eight. He didn't have eight when I left this group. Um, Katie's going to share what we've got here. I don't know if I can read them all. Invest time into old people. Loneliness is a bracket. <laughs> uh, litter picking, gardening for people who can't do their own garden. Uh, Sunday morning baking rolls in the park. Um, what does that say? Help people move things. Game of rounders for kids in the park. Handing out flyers of encouragement. Invites to church. What does that say? Letter boxes. Um, providing homeless with a meal slash night in a hotel. Great. Wonderful. Thank you. And last but certainly not least, who's our 
kind of Gailey's build big this up, but... <laughs> So we talked about similar things like community cleanup or a litter pick. We talked about maybe being quite specific with gift cards of blessing. So, I mean, it obviously depends how you set it up on the Sunday, but if we're in different locations, if then people live in, the, you know, so like I can think of a family on our street who've just had a little baby and who are like walking zombies, you know, so could we deliberately give them like a coffee voucher or a delivery voucher, you know, to be quite specific because there'll be other people who know of Lonely or other people like that. Um, we thought about a community picnic with an activity, you know, like rounders as a bit of a draw. Gift bags, we thought we could tie that in with a prayer walk, a bit like what you guys were talking about, being quite open, um, being led by the Spirit, you know, when we're out prayer walking. Um, but Grace was saying, like, that can be a bit daunting for maybe some younger people or people who are fairly new to faith. So could we do um, something like positive messages on stones or Bible verses on stones Ailey called it the angel trail. Could we leave that somewhere for people to find? Because we thought about like often if kids, if it's in a park and kids find those, they might take them home and that might open up conversations within their homes because often adults can be a little bit skeptical or weird about it. We also thought, could we use room coffee? Um, Owen and Rachel's new business somehow, somewhere? Don't know. <laughs> those are all fantastic ideas and I love anything involved with coffee, so that's, uh, no, that's brilliant. It's great to see that there's uh, lots of overlap as well between the different groups, which is fantastic. So um, if you don't mind, we'll collect in your little sheets uh, just before um, I'll go around and do that, and Fiona will wrap up, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know what we're, what we're going to do next week. That's exciting. Yeah, so that's officially the end of our service, but the whole point of this, the whole point of exploring James, the whole point of looking at uh, putting our faith to work this morning, getting all your good ideas, is that we just want to love people. We want to love people, we want to bless people, um, and so that's what we're just going to kind of end on just now, and just be thinking about this as we move out throughout this week and next week, um, and just be praying already in advance for people, maybe people that we're going to come into contact with or interact with or just bless, hopefully, um, through some of these amazing ideas. Um, so just as I end the service, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to say, Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for this first Sunday back. Thank you for everyone who's here, Lord, and thank you um, for all that you have done this morning, Lord, through um, just giving us words, giving us ideas. Uh, we just want to do this for your glory, Lord. We want to do this stuff, God, for you. We want to be more like Jesus. We want to put our faith into action, God, and I just pray that you would be um, just really uh, keeping that at the forefront of our minds, Lord, this week, God, um, and we just give it all to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.